Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mixed Coffee. Hi. Hi. Got your mixed coffee with you? I have my regular coffee. Oh, that's great. I would have made regular coffee, but I just woke up. (laughs) I feel like this name is kind of sort of hooked us or chained us to this idea of mixed coffee, which I never actually used to drink regularly, ever. Yeah. It's more like on a whim kind of thing. This is my second of the day. Very Actually, good. I found this Korean grocery store. Oh, oh yes. And they sold they sell Very a bunch exciting. of like Maxim actual Korean oh. mixed coffee and I was Maxime. like, "Oh my gosh." So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. But this is not Maxim because cool. it is 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. This is decaf something. Nescafe, I think. Nice. Nescafe is nice. Nescafe is nice. Nice. Anyways, today we are talking about a topic I really enjoy, although I don't I can't say I know enough about it. We um, we see you enjoying it. I do, yes. Uh-huh. Well, you see me enjoying one side of it. Maybe not the best side. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about that. So, Ali, you have some fun trivia questions for us. I do. So, you know, about, about today, guys, I don't have questions mm-hmm. because I am pretty sure the conversation will be flowing. So, okay. But I do have a quiz. Are All you right. ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's take I'm a ready. sip of I'm coffee ready. and then go. Okay. First <laughs> question. How many micro trends are in fast fashion in a year? A, 52, B, 12, or C, 4? Oh my gosh. I would have gone with like way more than that. I would have said like hundreds. Wow. Oh. But, but I do think I know the answer. I'm going to say 52. Oh, well, I can't say the same one. That's no fun. I'll say 12. You could say the same one if you think it's the same one. <laughs> no, and that's no fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's no fun because Judy Judy knows the answer well, and it's correct. I, I don't, okay, I didn't know for sure. Flip over at least once a week, if not more often. Thank you to TikTok. Okay, I was going to pick 52, but, you know. Why were they so, so di- like, the large difference between 52 and 12 and four what is that about i mean four is the is the classic like seasonal or designer luxury yeah seasonal kind of i feel like she was testing like and i put 12 she's testing our like fashion industry knowledge and i put 12 just because they're 12 months in a year and i ask in a year so nothing fancy they all made sense unlike my random answers means something but yeah 52 so apparently uh this this article that i found says that prior to the mid 1900s there were generally four seasons of fashion just like couture one for every season of the year now fast fashion companies such as h&m they they uh mentioned here create 52 micro seasons a year one for every week so judy was right i don't even know how they do that humanly but they do um i actually don't know either like i i I honestly don't i don't think i see the change every week per se like i'm not sure how the every week thing actually i mean is it do they create the trends or do they just pick them off of what they see on social media i never know what comes first well we can talk about it later but it's a very okay okay you're right very interesting um Hmm. relationship between consumer and producer Okay, question number two. What era does Y2K fashion refer to? 1990s, 2000s, or 2010s? I feel like I know the answer, but it might, I might be wrong. It's very, it's very talked about in Korea at the moment. It's why I'm, I asked the question. It is, but also just in general, like I think on social media, I see it a lot. What were the choices? 1990s. 2000s or 2010s oh okay sorry i interrupted you judy what were you going to say do you want to go first yeah i want to go first (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say 1990s okay i'll say 2000s which is what i was going to say okay so i'm gonna read to you the article and you're gonna get your answer Uh, This article was written this year. So, since last year, Y2K fashion is dominating the women's apparel market in Korea. It refers to the fashion trend that continued from the late 90s to early 2000s. So, Y2K refers to the year 2000 and was often connected to the millennial bug. So, it 
it refers to the very low, low, uh, low rise think top 2000s fashion. <gasps> like showing the belly button. Kind of the whole like turn of the century fashion. Yeah, like the fashion that doesn't look good on my body type. That one, is that what the one you mean? Doesn't look good on most body types. Let's be honest. Yeah, I hate it, but it's on end. <laughs> There's like a specific body type I think it goes well with. It was a whole like era when that like stick thin model body was everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I have body issues because that's when I was an adolescent. Uh, yeah. Same. Oh, that is a whole other conversation we can have. Same. Yeah. That was very, that was very hard to go through as an adult since 2000s. Let me tell you. Mm. I just, I hated living. I lived through the skinny jeans era when i was in elementary middle school it was all skinny jeans i actually i was okay with that one hmm. it was better than low rise tell let me tell you <laughs> i was okay with it but now that i wear not now that i've started wearing like looser jeans i can't wear skinny jeans anymore i can't go yeah. back they're so uncomfortable when i look at myself in skinny jeans i'm like why was i so religiously um committed to these jeans for a decade almost <laughs> like why am i doing that yeah, it's I like the ones that flare religion. now. I just okay. don't want to feel them on my skin. Anyways, yes. So let me. So we're talking about trends. Let me ask you if you know what is the trend for autumn 2022. I have options. I have three options. So it's either Y2K, as mentioned, 90s minimalism, or hippie cool. Hippie cool. Are you talking about trends like around the world? Yeah, like yeah, global. I'm going to say, what was the second one? The minimalism. 90s minimalism i don't know just to pick another one okay leslie i think it was hippie cool hippie cool hippie cool yeah why not well, hippie cool thank you i want to be wrong for every question today so. it actually is wrong because hippie cool is something that i made up uh but thank you oh <laughs> <laughs> wait did you say hippie cool or keep hippie, it cool hippie, like peace oh i was thinking like hip oh, yeah hippie, hippie cool. cool okay oh. it was actually in trend Hippie as in, yeah, like, you know, hippie, uh -huh. like, long, baggy clothes with floggers okay. and sunglasses. And, yeah. Um, so it's actually 90s minimalism. I'm raking in all the answers today. Yeah. So it says, wow. so Y2K is kind of still in, fa in fashion. Okay, I'm going to log off. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Okay. You don't have to be in trend. It's, you don't have to be in trend. <laughs> hey, we're not talking about my actual style here. We're just talking about my knowledge. I don't right, follow right? trends either, but... You actually do. You know, Judy, that this trend is all about plain skirts, even plainer vests, simple, low-slung trousers, and not a scrap of makeup. Is that what I do? Kind of, sometimes, yeah. Strange. Yeah, you're very minimal in your makeup. In my makeup, um, yes, but I don't feel like in my clothes. Um, not all the time, of course. But I don't think you can just dress in one particular style all the time. I think I mean that I I don't think I would be able to. That's true. Some people do. I want to, but I, yeah, you're right. I can't. I don't know. I'm not at that stage of my life I, yet. My mood. I don't know if I will ever be at that stage. I don't know. I shouldn't say never. Right? Never say um, never. But, yeah, we're quoting Bibbers. Um, I don't know. It's just very much depending on my mood, the weather, where I'm going. Even what country I'm in, honestly. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I can attest to that. When I move back to the U.S., I try to keep my, like, Korean mm -hmm. outfits. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, right away, I went to church and I felt like, oh, I look very different. So I'm trying to adapt. <laughs> How again. do people oh. um, dress over there? Well, I don't want to say like it's Korea versus U.S. because U.S. is very large. If you go to L.A., it's very different. But I live in the Midwest mm -hmm. in a very small town. Korea versus Midwest? Korea versus Midwest. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very much, I don't know, <laughs> like um, skinny jeans are still a thing. Um, layers and shirts that say live, laugh, love. Bright colors, not the neutrals that are popular in Korea. To kind of get my feeling. It's very 2010s. Yes. Very, yeah, I it think is we're still 2010s. in the 2010s. Very yeah, I don't think of it in a bad way. I don't want to say like, oh, it's behind mm -hmm. the times. But it's it's different for sure. And I'm sure people have looked at me and been like, what the heck is she wearing? So The future. <laughs> I mean, things do move fast here. <laughs> you come from the future um, in terms of trends. <laughs> Your kids are going to love this. <laughs> like Whenever I travel to any place,
place, I have to pack different clothes. Like in my suitcase, it's just like clothes for Korea, clothes for the U.S., clothes for when I lived in the Middle East.、Mm. Like, oh, really? Yeah, because it's like when I like whenever I would travel to like Dubai or Abu Dhabi, I know okay, like it's gonna、mm. be like ridiculously hot, but I have to cover up my like shoulders and can't wear super、mm. shorts. Or I mean, I can in Dubai. Like Dubai is not as restrictive, but like anywhere outside of that, if I go to like Abu Dhabi, it's still like pretty.、Mm-hmm. You have to be pretty modest.、Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I dress modestly anyway. I sh- I think I should go visit Dubai or something, just because I can wear my clothes comfortably. That's the sole reason. Well, Korea is also like fairly. Well, I mean, I I would say it's fairly modest. They're modest. Yeah, modest on top, especially. I, they kind of choose.、Yeah. I've noticed a change though. Like people people started to be more. How do I say?、Uh, open with their skin exposure. <laughs> Yeah, especially yeah. the young people. Those darn young people.、Those、young people. <laughs> I mean, it's always going to be young people that are, we think like, oh my god, look at these young people. But <laughs> it's always、true. as we talk <laughs> as we talk this this weekend, Judy. It's all about generation.、Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should call it a war、mm. or like anything of the sort. It's not really a war. It's just a, it's just the process just a of evolution. And change,、mm. and it's always going to be the younger generation who、yeah. has newer. Uh, ideas and wants to challenge the old. So、mm-hmm. a lot of times they challenge the old with the old. If you you know, like with using the '90s styles or '2000s styles. That is also true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they make it better. Oh, here's、yeah. my cat. It's very big with in Korea, like kitty、oh, cat. Hello, kitty. In Korea, they call it like MZ, that in between age between like millennials and Gen Z, like that'd be like our age basically, who follow certain trends. I kind of, I kind of、um, feel very different from Z. <laughs> yeah, because Z can still feel very young, but millennial, depending on like how old they are, you know,、mm-hmm. can feel too old. So like, I guess people still in their twenties. Oh, anyways. So, what do you think about fast fashion in Korea? It's very much in bloom. Dive right into it. Yeah, going right into it. Going right into it. Good. Um, this is actually something I like neighbored. I didn't Google it because. I don't think I could find answers on Google, which I was right.、Um, so I looked it up on Naver. I read, I found like one yeah, the Korean Korean blogger.、Right? You know those like Naver、mm-hmm. blogs that people write just yeah. casually. Yeah, I found yeah, yeah. one that actually talks about fast fashion.、Um, I don't remember if I learned much detail about how it goes on in Korea, but I do because I always wondered like you know we, there's a lot of really cheap clothes in Korea. And I'm、mm-hmm. sure part of it that is cheaper because, like, it is made in Asia and it's like easier to、um, for us to access here.、Um, mm-hmm. But like, and you know, sometimes the quality, like the underground shopping mall stuff, the quality is not always great. But sometimes it's really not that bad.、Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it depends on where you go. And there is a lot of stuff that says like "made in Korea" on the tags. But I、yeah. never really know, you know. Like, there's really not a lot of information about how the clothes are made, where they're made, who they're made by, et cetera, et cetera. And it, I've never really seen a、mm. lot of Koreans like ask these kinds of questions. I've seen like one video on YouTube that, like, by this fashion U- Korean YouTuber who made this video about like, I think it was like finding clothes from like, it wasn't a landfill, but it was like one of those places where like abandoned clothes go. Where do abandoned clothes go? Yeah,、mm. I don't know. I just like I got one of those. Maybe it was like a donation place or like a warehouse. I don't know. But so I've seen it there and there, but only because I looked it up, like deliberately, not because it was like、mm. flooding my social media with all this like Korean、um, fast yeah, fashion yeah, stuff. Yeah.、Um, yeah. I mean, fast fashion does kind of. Um, cloud my social media because I get a lot of commercials. I mean, ads, not commercial.、Um, ads with all sorts of stuff、uh, that are obviously fast fashion because they're pretty cheap, and you know you can tell it's fast fashion、uh, at first glance from the price, and then from the material or something, and then from the large quantity they are made in, and so on and so forth. And there's so much in Korea, and as you mentioned, there's so many like、uh, shopping centers、um, and underground, especially that have so much fast fashion. 
And we we sh- we shouldn't talk only about those. Like we have um, the very big brands uh, in Korea that make fast fashion. Yeah. And, I mean, we have H and M here. We have the whole Zara um, uh, thing. And what else? Eight Second. Zara and H and M are pretty big. Yeah, um, I don't mm. remember now. Well, it's, there's so many though. Uniqlo. Uniqlo. Uh, Uniqlo too. See, this makes it so hard for me yeah. to buy clothes because I. Um, our, our friend Michelle will like this, but like I'm, I'm an Enneagram one and I, morality is really important to me mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't want to do anything mm-hmm. that I think would be harmful. And mm-hmm. so when, uh, mm-hmm. I learn about fast fashion and I learn like, you know, it's very wasteful and a lot of times the workers aren't treated very well or paid very well. Uh, I, I don't want to buy it even if it's in fashion, it's in trend. Mm-hmm. I I want to look for things that are more sustainable. However, that's really hard because in Korea, it's just like hard to go along on the streets and find a store that you know it can be sustainable. A lot of it is just fast fashion right? that we mm-hmm. see around Hongdae and other yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. And also, I don't have the money to, I guess, I feel like I don't have the money to buy like one piece of clothing every two months that's sustainable or something. Like that mm-hmm. feels like, oh, this is so hard mm-hmm. um, to have that kind of lifestyle. Like you have to be rich in order to... Um, not, I guess, not, well, not be part yeah. of the fast fashion world. It's very hard to to buy ethically made and or ethical from ethical brands uh, because they're mm. not really um, exposed as me as, as in they mm-hmm. you can't really find them on the streets. You have to really look for them and uh, you have to know they're ethical. They don't. They don't. It's because they don't have such. A big corporation mm. background, uh, so that they can um, have so many ads and people know about them. Uh, I think they're just a smaller individual brands mostly, and yeah, mm. the, the 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 whole process of getting the, your clothing brand to be like a corporation, because that's basically what mm. uh, these brands are. Uh, it automatically leads to fast fashion, because then people would want to have it, and then. You need to make it more, and then people will crave it more. It's just the vicious cycle of uh, meeting the, the the needs, quote unquote, needs mm-hmm. of people, and that's a very big discussion of needs. I do over there. Yeah, I think it is like because you know how do you say the chicken or the egg? Which one came first? Because fashion is so cheap and accessible right. in Korea that you just can't help. Like I ended up going out to Hongdae with my friend, and I had no intention of buying clothes. And I just ended up buying this sweater because it was only like one two thousand won, which is like seventeen thousand won, like in U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Now that'd be like fifteen dollars mm-hmm. or less. I mean, it was like a sweater. It was like a thick sweater, and it's something that I knew I'd be able to wear in the winter. And it's yeah. like when you can find good clothes like that for so cheap, I think it's so much easier to just give in and to buy things without really planning or intending. Um, yes. So is it is that why mm-hmm. there's more? fashion being thrown around or is it because like trends are always changing because i don't know i feel like in korea i see a lot of things and i feel like they've been in trend for a while so the clothes keep changing but the styles always seem very similar to me huh interesting the style is very similar Hmm. right yeah i think the trends are changing rapidly because that's just how they are um, but overall, yeah, I do, I, I do. I think I do agree with you that the overall uh, aesthetic is uh, still consistent. But people, I think, still like they they want new seasons clothing. So even if it does look a little bit, I mean, if it looks similar and there's some difference in it from last year, they want something new and something trending. Mm-hmm. Even if it does seem kind of similar, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of the way the the market system works like it's you have to throw away things in order for things to keep their value um yeah it's destroying to prove you have it it's a whole it's a whole mm. like theory about it very interesting theory yeah so basically it's just the dilemma just like you said with chicken and the egg and so mm. to to prove that you how do you prove you have a thing like how do you prove you have ownership over a thing the the ultimate uh, approval is if you destroy it, but then if you destroy it, you're left without it. So how do you prove it? That's the whole dilemma of owning something. 
But where does that theory come from and why? Like, I, to me, logically, it doesn't make sense. Why? That you have to destroy something to own it. I don't know. Because, like, if you destroy it, you no longer own it. It doesn't exactly. exist. Exactly. That's where the dilemma comes from. It's because you need to show your full ownership over it, over, over something. What? And that's that feels that's you, I don't like you have the right to destroy it because it is yours. It sounds so toxic. It is. My dad and I were literally just talking about this uh, an hour ago, but he was talking about this exact topic. We, not, I mean, not fast fashion, exactly? but ownership and destroying the things that we uh, own because we own it and we can do whatever we want ooh, with it. Um, and that's yeah. like a sense of power and control. And it's like, look at this thing that I have power and control mm. over, and look at the, what I can do to it. Yeah. Of course, you can get into more things than just inanimate objects, exactly. and that's oh. probably a very deep discussion we don't want to get into. I think I think that's where the wrong idea of um, of being uh, a king or um, a person of importance over uh, other people mm-hmm. is the need to prove their um, mm. superiority. Superiority. Yeah, mm. oh. and you can't really destroy people because that means oh. killing them, and then you won't have people. Anymore. Look who I can direct and into battle. People is also very bad. Uh, that kind of oh. thing. Wow. But okay, but I do think, like, because I, I I kind of understand now, not because I destroy things, but I do have a tendency, like, if I know something either is a trend or I know I'll just replace it again, or it's not something that's really like permanent or meaningful to me, like objects, I'm not very. I don't treat my objects very mm. well. Like on my phone, I I try not to drop it because I need it every day. But like my laptop, I've dropped it over my bed like so many times. And now I don't even use a case with it. And it's not because like I don't need it. Like I need it. I don't want to replace it. But in my head, it's like all these objects, they, there's no permanence to them in my possession. And like with clothes, I think it's such a big thing because clothes, I know that I'll replace them. And I know they'll never make me satisfied just one just having one all the time so like I kind of I almost have this mindset like like it's so bad but I think especially because I make content on Instagram and stuff where like trends are always changing now I've I've developed that bad mindset of I know I'm gonna get rid of these clothes someday so I shouldn't really treat it like it's my own or like I should be ready to just like sell it whenever I need money you know it's like I don't really value or love my clothes there are some pieces i'm like i know i'll never get rid of like i really like them but when i look at them they're generally like things that um either like were higher quality like i did splurge a little bit on them or think a little bit more buying before buying them um or they're like not really trends just things that really suit me well and i know Mm -hmm. will last longer than that but anyways i do sort of understand what you mean i think the value you put to things is very like subjective um but the, the you mentioned need and like that this this need or desire how you want to uh, um uh, frame it it's a also a very very interesting complicated theory about it like what is desire why do we desire so many things like in fast fashion as well in in like a post capitalistic um why do we desire things so much what is the reason for such a desire? Why do we crave things so much? And how we we quench a, that desire? That's a philosophical question. It is. That's a big question. But it's also like... Why do we, why desire? Do we desire? What? I was just repeating your philosophical question. Oh, why do we desire? We're all repeating it together. <laughs> Pondering okay, one, in our heads. two, three. Why, why do, do we, we desire? Why do we desire? <laughs> I think... Um, <laughs> And I, I read this article, and I I know I'm studying about this guy, so that's why like it's very interesting for me to have this conversation. But um, mm-hmm. you know, desire like how we talk about consumption in general is because that's what desire is linked to, right? So that's what we're ultimately talking about today: consumption. And um, it's it's talked about in very consumption itself. It it, it means to destroy, right? And then we talk about it in terms of like eating even um, like every like the, the whole vocabulary that we talk about consumption is can also be uh, used for food. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never thought about yeah. consumption being like, I don't know, just not destroy. What, what was that word you used? 
I use destroy because she, she did say consumption story. consumption literally mm -hmm. means to wow. to consume something literally means to take everything from it and then leave it with nothing like a fire yeah, like a fire oh that's dang so like that makes me yeah. think of like what i said last time we or well, one time two weeks ago when mm -hmm. we talked about how myself and others included one look at korean culture wow. and we start wanting to consume all of it yeah anyway mm. I don't wow. know. I have to think about that. I love that. I anything, but I was just. But like, I just. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Okay, so like right now on the dictionary, there's like five different ways to define mm -hmm. consume. There's um to eat, drink, or ingest food or drink. There's to buy goods or services. To use up a resource, like uh for example, these machines consume five percent of the natural gas in the U.S. Uh, there's to completely destroy, especially of a fire. And then to be consumed by a feeling, like to absorb all the attention and energy of someone. Like I was consumed with this. Guilt. All means that mm. you're taking something from somewhere, and then that something is not there mm. anymore. Like an energy source. I think. I mean, everything in this world is energy anyway. <laughs> so you basically take energy. That's true. Mental, emotional, physical. We're spiritual. going very philosophical with this discussion. I did not think about that. I, I, this is the kind of conversation I like. Because <laughs> uh, I don't really have a lot of facts to give you about fast fashion, but about kind of theorizing like the whys behind it, that's fascinating too. It is very fascinating. Like, uh, because it's, it's not just about fast fashion and it's not just about Korea. It's not just about clothes, no. Mm. It's a global phenomenon. And it's also like, if we're talking about clothes, like consuming and such such a, a trends over and over, it's just, um, it, it could also lead to self-expression. Like people, people just express themselves through fashion. I mean, people express themselves through the things that they own and that's where consumption or like the desire, I think, uh, came from. Um, because desire in what I read, they mentioned once, um, the desire is linked to social interaction because you desire to be with other people and then you desire this connection and then you fulfill it. You fulfill it through, through other things. Like for example, um, you want to be in this very hip group in uh, Hongdae and you will need to dress very, very crazily, right? Because the mm. fashion in Hongdae is not the fashion you will you will see in other places. So you might want to look up their fashion, uh, buy some new clothes, and to know that to fit in, and then have that social interaction that you are craving. And I don't know, fast fashion could be a tool, or it could be, I don't know, just fulfilling some kind of a inner desire consumption because we also talk about that word with media a lot right i mean in media too media consumption i'm just i'm still playing with this idea of destroying things in the consumption because when you consume media and like especially these days we have fast like the pace of change and how things fast media um it, it things are created and they come out and make a huge stir and everyone's talking mm. about them and it feels like this consumption like everyone's consuming it and then regurgitating it with their own opinions yeah. out and everyone's talking about it and then after a month or so it's just it's destroyed like it's mm. gone like we've talked as much as we can about it we have a new drama or whatever that's come up and is is taken over the scene and it's a whiplash, whiplash. often Ooh, it's hard to keep a good up. movie yeah that that whole the media thing is something i think about a lot especially i think as a artist um like would want to make create more in this world but i feel like there's already so much being created and some of it is not very good i just don't know if there's more for me to contribute mm -hmm. that would actually make a difference because it doesn't really seem like like we say media makes a difference in our lives but new things just come and go and we just get excited about the new things every time and we forget old things new toy mm -hmm. i mean consumption can can be used in relation to a lot of things mm -hmm. and um it, it, in general anything can be consumed right mm -hmm. i mean that's in my opinion we're confusing uh want with need and vice versa um is that nowadays with fast fashion as well like they produce um products that we need but do we do we really do we really need no, them we don't or do we just we, we do we, do we just want them in order because we need them to 
、uh, fulfill our desire. We really don't need. But it's not most of the things we buy. A survival need. It's just selfish need. Well, I mean, desire is, or even want isn't always a bad thing. But I think it's it's easy to not even recognize what's a want and what's a need because with how we grow up, how our parents grow up, what we see. Um, what they teach us is something that we need, or it's just like everyone around us has this thing, so therefore it's necessary. Such as a certain kind of home, yeah, yeah,、um, or a certain large wardrobe. Like, oh, everyone has all of this clothing, so like, why should I have less?、Mm-hmm. Like, this is necessary for me to function,、mm-hmm. and it's not. But like, because that's the culture that we grow up in,、um, you you don't even realize that maybe you don't have to live that way. Leslie mentioned、um, about seeing at other people and. Conformity, conformity is a very、uh, big issue in Korea, for example, because people you see,、um, you you see people around you, and there's the need to to、mm-hmm. comply to the general um, general um,、uh, status quo, because、um, <clears throat> otherwise you will be just an outcast. Like, oh, look at that person! Like、mm-hmm. they don't they don't dress, they don't act. Um, they're not like us, and it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just how the、uh, society works. Yeah. So there are kind of like I guess social needs.、Um, I think in our generation, technology to an extent is a need.、Um, once you get to a certain age, like in school or in work,、uh, I think there's gonna be very few things we can do, especially just to like learn or interact with people without basic technology. I say basic, but you know, like. For us, it's basic living in、um, first world countries. But anyways, like that, I think, like I think now it is sort of basic for everyone to have like a phone, especially a smartphone and a laptop, because、um, it's it's hard to get through social life or work or school without it.、Um, clothes, I feel like, is interesting because it's it is a need, but we consume it beyond our needs, like. More than what we need,、um, it becomes. It goes from a need to being a want to becoming. I I, I always love this phrase, like a disordered love. C.S. Lewis talks about it a lot.、Um, but it's like when you love something too much or beyond like what you need it for.、Hmm. You know, you know that's very interesting about love because when you see something very lovable and when you you want to squish it to death, and that isn't that just <laughs> destroying and consuming it? That's so.、God. That's so.、Mm. Like I just、ah. thought about it. And I'm like. Wow, man! <laughs> I mean,、love- the stuffed animal that I've had since I was four is pretty destroyed,、mm-hmm. and I, mean, I is, love it. Is love consuming? Hmm. Me? I mean, we can be like with all the trends that come out and the things that get forgotten. We're kind of the ones destroying it because we're kind of the ones being like, "Oh, like we're over it." You know, we as the consumers want more. I feel like we're so into ourselves with our wants and our needs, and whenever we 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 want to love someone, we just we just、uh, put on them the wants and needs we feel like they want, but it's not what they really want. And I think that kind of love、mm. is consuming. Wow, we were talking about fast fashion. This is definitely、Dang. not just about fast fashion anymore. I love this. This is a、Dang. whole. It's not.、Deep. No. This is great. <laughs> no one can see, but I'm like rubbing my eyebrows and like wow. Philosophy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. See, getting a doctorate is fun. <laughs> I could do this all day. I'm, I'm trying. You're not even getting your masters. You're, you're so amazing. Look at you. I do this for fun. I don't need no degree. No, you don't. You have a degree. Well, we can do this to make a podcast, or we can pay money to do this. I'd rather make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I messed up the flow. Um. No, but this is great. I love this. Yeah, how do we get to love?、Oh, love is overconsuming love. I was also thinking about love when we were talking, though. To love, like we consume that which we love, but like, is it is that real love or is it just sort of a taking a desire? And then, like, is real love actually creating or upholding the other thing, like making that thing sustaining that thing? That's the word I'm looking for. Sustaining that which you love rather than destroying it is that. More akin to what love should be. I mean, I'm inclined to say yeah. Well, you know how there are like four types of love. <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> I don't know. The Bible. <laughs> We could definitely get into that, but yeah, kind of. I guess filtering it back to the idea of 
consumption and whatever else we were talking about. So many things. I, I don't think it's because I know that when I buy a lot of clothes or buy a lot of things or do anything material, it's not that those things are bad. It's not that those wants are bad, but I know it's not really what will satisfy me. Like I know I'll always want more anyways, but there's still that like the feeling of I really want to have this and I want to have it now. Like It wins over me, even though my head knows that it's not really true. It's very hard for the head to win over. Well, I guess for some people, maybe it is to, for the head to win over the heart. But so I ask myself, like, why do I keep wanting things that I know will not leave me satisfied? That's interesting. Well, Nietzsche would say that we're bringing Nietzsche in now. <laughs> we started with fresh fashion. That there's it's life that desires itself. But I think he was uh, he was talking about like sustainable things like food and, and stuff like that. But nowadays, Nietzsche back back in Nietzsche's time, we did not have fast fashion. He he did not have mm-hmm. uh, technology and so on and so forth. Oh yeah. And you were talking about technology, and I think technology just infiltrated all sorts of levels of life. So it's kind of there, and we can't just do without it uh, nowadays. And we have to we have to acknowledge that. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, there are things that we can do about, but people feel that like they need them and there's this very strong desire. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's this thing of distinguishing between desire and need and actual need, like survival kind of need that just distinguish between things that we just consume or. Yeah. You know, okay, this is random, but whenever people talked about the hierarchy of needs, I always thought it was like a mispronunciation of Nietzsche. I was like, are they talking about Nietzsche? And then I realized, no, they're talking about needs. Like actual <laughs> are we talking needs. about Maslow now? Wow, we're really going <laughs> no, 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 into no. it. But, um, but, no, but there is like a connection, I feel like. I think social media is a huge factor just because I know for a fact I wouldn't buy half the things I buy or even like eat half the stuff I eat if it wasn't for social media. If I didn't see some like visual representation of someone else enjoying it first, and being like, oh, maybe that'll look good on me. Maybe th- like I'll enjoy that. Like I want that. I I didn't yeah. have the want until I had the trigger. Yeah, like when you see those uh, those commercials with people just trying out the the, the uh, different products that they advertise, and then you they'll be like, oh my god, look at this. Look how it can do this and this and this, and be used that in, in this and this and this um, environment. And like, oh my god, that's so cool. Let me buy that. Uh, do I need it? Maybe not. But it looks so cool that I want it now. And I remember I was I just purchased. I'm waiting for it to arrive. I just purchased a jacket, and I was looking on this app, probably fast fashion. Um, <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. There were jackets that were just nothing fashion, but then some of the uh, postings had people wearing the jacket, and then that felt more I don't know humane. Like oh my god, that looks so good. Like when you see uh, clothes on a hanger, like you're like oh okay, whatever. But like when you see people wearing it, so I think that's where the um, mannequins came from. Because like you see how it looks on a person. So it kind of looks different. Like you can relate to that. You can put yourself in the person's shoes and be like, I'm going to look like that. Like that's how it's going to fit on me. I'm going to have this kind of lifestyle if I have this clothing um, or this object. You know, that's also an issue. We know it's not true. But there's a feeling. Like you, you get this feeling. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Might be a desire too, because you know people now we talk a lot about oh we want to see different body types we want to see different kinds of representation on models, but statistically the things that still show up like on our algorithms and our social media feeds still show very similar kinds of body types and kinds of appearances. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I think those numbers show a lot more about what we desire than what we are asking to see. It's it's always like a battle, you know, and that's why I like I have a. I mean, I have such a love-hate relationship with social media influencing all mm-hmm. that world. Um, I hate the idea of promoting things that people don't need, but I myself get swept up into it. Yeah, I see yeah. things, people, I'm like, oh my goodness, like this life looks amazing. I don't think that social media or marketing are inherently bad. Um, I don't think you guys do either, but just to make it clear, uh, because sometimes you do hear things like we should just do away with all of that, like the less we see, the less we'll want. But I don't think desire itself is a bad thing. Desire can lead to relationships or 
it can mm-hmm. lead you to understand yourself better. Like, what am I actually passionate about? What kind of life should I be leading? Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I do appreciate being sold things sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes it's just really, especially if it becomes too much or it's stuff that you really don't care about. Oh my gosh, it's so annoying. But if it's something that I could actually use, like a cleaning product, like I actually like, oh, this is like a nice thing. I could actually use this and enhance my life. Um, and I, f- I get more energy. So sometimes that energy su- is sustaining and I'm like, oh yeah, I can go out and do other things now. Um, just because I have the energy from looking at different ways of what I'm currently seeing, like we're different things. Like this is what I'm seeing and I'm feeling kind of down, but now I'm seeing new things and I'm feeling like, oh yeah, there's more exciting things in the world. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, that wasn't super eloquent, but maybe you get the mm-hmm. feeling. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I think I'd say my energy that comes from buying clothes is like sugar. It's like bursts, short bursts, but not very sustaining. Anything can be too can be bad or it can be good. Nothing is always bad or always good. So like buying clothing, like my again, this is what my dad and I were just talking about. We buying clothing. Um, it can is a great thing. Like you have bad clothing, it doesn't fit you anymore. You don't feel good in it. You don't look good in it. So you get something new, and it looks really great. You feel really great, and it fits you well. Um, but also, if you just keep buying new clothing, keep buying new clothing, keep buying new clothing, clo- throwing it away when it's still useful, that's also not good. Uh, so I think it can go either way. Yeah, I think with every industry, like you know, there needs to be a balance. I mean, if we just got rid of the whole industry now, like so many jobs would be lost. But also, it's yeah, like there's there's so many things to think about. Yeah. There's a lot of things to think about. If you really think about it realistically, yeah, that's true. My economist brother has said the same thing. It's like, you know, I think about the jobs that it creates, and it's not great, but they have something, and we can keep striving to make it better. Um, that that's not quoting him exactly, just so you all know. But like the feeling, because I'm I'm more of like social science and ideology, like not ide- 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 idealism, um, and he's like facts and numbers leslie so (laughs) we work well together it's good to have both worlds because then you will have like Mm. a a balance um a middle ground um so you don't have to be so extremist i know we study we study in theory and we study people and we study uh, not to judge but to to observe and therefore we like we tend to look at it very idealistically, mm-hmm. but I think we need someone to put our foot on the ground. Oh yeah, we're flying up very. Oh high yeah, the, all three of us. <laughs> we're like the ones with our heads um, in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like anthropologists, philosophers, literature people. Like we are not the kinds of people who are grounded on this earth. Like we're gonna quote C.S. Lewis and Nietzsche. <laughs> I mean, we even talked about, like, we talked about dualism yesterday, me and Ali. Oh, yeah. Um, a little bit. The whole idea of, like, like body and mind. And it's like, our, yeah, our, we, we live in a material world. We can't deny that. There are good things in this world. It's, it's a matter of what you do with the things that you have. Because you have a knife in your kitchen. You can use it for, to cook, but you can also use it to kill someone. So it, it's oh very... Gosh, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> It is the choices who make us who we are, Harry. Something like that. Well, yeah, I, I yeah, that escalated very quickly. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I, I'm not saying it's bad, but yeah, it's the yeah. What I mean is, yeah, it's the choice that you make with what you have. That's important. <laughs> uh, you're tempting me to go down even more rabbit holes, like about what is the actual purpose of like what makes an object virtuous, according to Aristotle. Okay, <laughs> are, are we really going to philosophy all day, dude? I am not reading enough listening to you guys. I need to get me some Aristotle. I need to read I'm some just Aristotle like, too. It's because like I enjoy abstract so much more than practical because it seems like there's so many practical problems in this world mm. we can't solve. I think it's because the world became, beca- became and becomes more and more complex and there are more and more things that we rationally cannot understand and we just do as robots like technology, we just started to do it at the beginning. We didn't know what it would do to us, how it works uh, on a social level, not on a technical level. Um, and, and then just the world keeps evolving and evolving and there's going to be constant things that we don't understand. And it's it's very overwhelming. I, I agree that with, with what you said, Judy, like the world, we, we have so many issues, but we can talk ourselves into a blue in the face, as my mom would say. And we... 
you know, sometimes we think we solve issues and we just create problems for the future. Um, that's happened throughout human history. And I think it's just always been complicated. And so that's maybe why we cling to religion. Philosophy is helpful because we understand, we want to feel, I guess, comfort that, I don't know, we're in this together and maybe there's some higher power that is saying it's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I want to just, I don't I want to be less cynical about it, less judgmental about it, less feeling like, oh, just because I'm up in these clouds that I'm somehow better or that I don't have these desires, X, Y, and Z. So that's not true. I, as, as Leslie said, it, the desire itself, it doesn't mean, it, it's not really bad, um, I think. Mm. And it's just, some would say it's human nature, that desire to have things. I would say yes, too. Um, I mean, it depends who you ask. I would also say, you know, we didn't really, we haven't talked about as much, I guess, the negative implications. I mean, besides, like, we kind of did, but, you know, there's environmental implications. I mean, the people who are making the clothes, whether it is moral or immoral, um, however you want to find it, like, I do think there needs to be a balance between, oh, yes, we have desires, but also we can't just go out and consume however we want. We do have somewhat of a responsibility or misuse other people in order to fulfill those desires. Like you could, I, it's good to be perhaps like we're all introspective people and we can't force everyone to be as introspective as we are. Um, but if we can to kind of recognize what is it I'm actually wanting and how can I lovingly try to get this if I, you know, if this is a good thing for me to have. Sometimes it's hard to know. Like, is this a good thing for me to have? I don't know. Like, I'm just gonna trust it'll be fine. Um, but there are some things we can do to just think about how will this affect others if I try to get this desire fulfilled. Wow. What an exciting conversation. Yeah, I'm. this is great. <laughs> I love this. Let's do this next I'm week too, this. huh? Sound yeah. Good? What are we going to talk about next week? Oh my God, there's so many mm. things to talk about when oh, talking about conception and desire and Oh my god. <laughs> Le Leslie, we're ready for you. Whatever you have for us. Oh, Budam. Okay, so if you want to if you want to round uh, the conversation back to like fashion, um we can uh we can talk about how we self-express and we desire to look like others in street fashion. In Seoul, for example. Mm, like um, you see people wearing kind yeah. of the same aesthetic. What do you think about that? That's why I feel like, yes, trends do change and flow really fast here, but also I don't feel like I see a lot of change because everyone seems to be, especially in different areas, like everyone seems to be following the similar trends or wearing even like similar outfits. And it does, I did make <laughs> one of the YouTube videos I made was actually about like how these certain aesthetics, like how they circulate so much. Um, part of it's because of social media, but also a lot of it is because of what we see on the streets. Um, so it's, it's big, but it's densely populated. And wherever you go, you see people, or especially young, young, young people, donning the latest trends. And so it's easy to spot them, to figure out what's popular. And there's a lot of times I see something on the street and I'm like, dang, I want to wear that. Or that looks good. Like walking, living models of the stuff I see on Instagram. And So you think ultimately Instagram is what dictates the trends, the street fashion trends? I don't know about in Korea because I feel like I mean yeah what do you think honestly Korea's is fast in various ways not just fashion as you both know like the Bali Bali culture you hear referenced yeah, so many yeah. times I th there's a debate about like how fast culture was beforehand like there's some accounts of Koreans like getting worked on really quickly you know um during the Japanese occupation and then also Koreans being really lazy at the same time like there's two different accounts floating around but I think industrialization did have a really large impact on how quickly people desire to get things done so I think trends change quickly like k-pop groups you see them like they come and they go and they come and they go and there's only a few that really make it and, and really stay for a long time but those are constantly changing um, there's constant turnover of commodities like you go to all these different little stores so it's not just fashion it's it's all kinds of things that are constantly changing the lexicon as well i do think the like idol celebrity culture does set some of the trends i know a lot of the trends followed by like Korean brands or like um, people on the streets is kind of fashioned after what celebrities wear. It's very interesting because um, in the past, like because Leslie mentioned industrialization and with that came 
the um of uh, the um range of offers that it had in terms of let's say let's, let's just stick to fashion um in terms of the clothes you can you can wear because um you you go into these stores and you had this this and this to to buy and to wear therefore um but nowadays and i think starting with 2000 or 2010 it's it's uh, it had a major shift in as a into street fashion actually being an influence into the the fashion itself like producing because uh now brands and that that's why we probably have fast fashion now uh, it's because brands want to sell and then people want to buy but it needs to be a common ground there so uh, brands look at what people wear and what people want desire and then people look for brands that will fulfill that for them and so it's a it's a it's a relationship over there brands being influenced by people and people being influenced by brands they influence each other and then they create this a uh, constant constant evolution of of trends and i think that's why it's also so fast because it goes both, both ways yeah it's like a codependent what are those like econ um ecosystems mhm yeah yeah That's how economies grow. It's the market system. Look at you. Your brother yeah. would be proud. You need constant growth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He'd probably be like, "You're missing some some puzzle pieces, Leslie." Oh, my cat is behind Hi, me. Cat. Hello, Doctor Fauci. Hi, Fauci. <laughs> yeah, you need the idealist in the world in order to help the realist. I guess imagine something different, or else if we were all realist and just existing in the world that we've been given.、Um, And excelling in it, but like, what would change? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong in that, but I feel like the idealist. Maybe we're up in the clouds, but it's good to pull us up a little bit as a society towards the clouds. We're so poetic tonight, guys. I love it. Morning poetry for us. Thank you, Ali, for coming up with this topic. It was my pleasure, guys. I'm excited to see what Leslie come up comes up with for next week. It'll be epic. I'm manifesting. It will be epic as always. All right. We'll see you guys next time. This was mixed coffee. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Why am I waving? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>